This is Digital Marketing Fastlane. This podcast will show you how to build, launch, grow, and scale a widely successful online business. Listen to real conversations with proven practical strategies and success stories. You're going to learn how to generate more traffic, more sales, more profit, and customer lifetime value for your online store. Coming to you from the online marketing experts at Voy Media, here's your host, Kevin Urrutia. Hey everybody, welcome to Digital Marketing Fastlane. Today I'm joined with my co-host, Eric Philippou. Today we have a very special episode. We're gonna be talking about a question that we kind of get a lot, either through emails or through just everyday working with clients or partners, and even for our own brands here that we work on. And Eric's got a few of his own brands cooking up recently. So really the question is, when should you kill a Facebook ad? And this question, it sounds simple, but there's so much things behind it that you need to be thinking about. This is sort of what we're going to be helping you as a listener, watcher, answer. It's an exciting topic because I did just happen to turn off a lot of ads today, not to brag. I'm familiar with this concept, so very top of mind. What I do and the agency, we did this a lot. You set kill metric, like the lowest acceptable CPA to where you're losing money. A lot of times it's break even and you set a scale metric where, oh, if you're hitting this result, you should increase budget a lot, you're making a lot of money. So I'll give you an example on the account I'm working on, basically our target CPA is $250. That's a very high one. I don't wanna spend 10 times CPA on an ad. You know, that's a lot of money. Although you probably could. I think something that's important there to recognize is that this is a CPA that historically is where it should be, whereas before, whereas, Let's say you didn't know it was 250. You might have to spend a lot more to finally figure out that it should be 250. I think this question is really more for when you're starting a new product and then people, I saw on Google or I saw online that the CPA should be $10. Well, who told you that number? A lot of people read this stuff online. Partners say like, I read online that I should have a like 6X ROAS. I was like, a lot of times these agency people, when they're auditing, you have to say you work with an agency, these agencies trying to audit them, trying to steal that client, they'll say, Oh, you only have a three ROAS. A good ROAS on this is four. Anyone who sets those baseline numbers, you should have this. They're either trying to sell you something, like a marketing course or something, or a reason for you to give them money. On the flip side, they don't understand Facebook ads, how they differ so much, whether it's an account or a funnel or whatever it is. The target CPAs can change so much. Really what you have to do is know your metrics, your margins. What CPA are you profitable? If you're profitable at $100 CPA and your average order value $200 and you're pocketing $100, whatever your margins are, and you can make money on that and scale, that's really good. But don't be like, oh, I didn't get a 10 row as like my friend on this Facebook group with a Photoshop screenshot. It's whatever is making you money. Yeah, break even though. You want to kill things that are not making you money. And then you want to set a scale metric to, if my target is 250, we're not profitable at probably, we scale anything at 250. So if something's hitting like 400, kind of pushing it, anything higher than 400 CPA, we'll definitely just pause. Then you have that gray area. You want to have that gray area for any kind of optimizations or waving things out. Another thing you want to keep in mind after is how much ad spend. How much should I spend in ads before I turn something off? How much data should I get? In my case, $250 CPA, that's a lot. A lot of people say, oh, just 10X CPA. Depending on the CPA, that's your average CPA target. 
Another thing, if you're budget constrained and you have a very high CPA on average, you can look at add to carts. If you have an ad that's a $400 CPA, it's not great, but its cost per add to cart is really, really good or has a lot of add to carts. It might just be statistical variance or something. Maybe after some delayed attribution, we'll hit it. You'll start getting more. If it's $400 CPA range and you don't have a lot of add to carts, your cost per add to cart or your add to cart rate, depending how you measure, if that's really bad also, or even the click-through rate and all those things, just keep going down the funnel, you want to definitely consider killing that. So basically my point is if you don't have a lot of data on the lower part of the funnel, like actual conversions or purchases, maybe leads, start looking at the higher funnel metrics, see how they compare to other ads. And a simple way to do that, go to the date range of when you started that test or when you started that ad, see how all the other ads in that part of the funnel are doing. Let's say top of funnel, use a filter like TOF in your naming convention. That's another topic, naming conventions. Definitely filter by TOF, date range, whenever you started it. Compare it to, okay, the average top of funnel CPA is 320. This one is 380, so it's a little worse than average. It's not better than average. Whereas maybe, okay, this one's 290 and the average is 320. Okay, this is a better CPA than the average things that I'm scaling and everything. So this might be something, even if you're not hitting the target, you know it's better than average. Be mindful of the overall account performance relative to that ad. That's just one way to look at the performance of that ad. Really what Eric is describing is more of a methodical strategy that you should be developing internally at your own company. It's great to have these principles and things that you read online, even what you're listening to us. It really depends on your business and your metrics. And I think what you said, Eric, is so important. Your CPA is 250. I know a lot of people are, whoa, that's crazy. But that number is just dependent on the product or service that you're selling. Our LTV is 1500. The CPA is just completely dependent on your company, your brand. When you're reading stuff online or even just looking at stuff, sometimes the product could be much cheaper than yours. They could have better margins than you. They could have better profits. They could have a better business than you. So how you run your business and how your competitor runs your business, two very different things. They could have better contacts. They could have better partnerships. A lot of the stuff that happens behind the scenes, you don't know, except for pure metrics. A good example is a company Hubble that makes it the contacts. I was listening to one of their founders talk in an event and people were asked, how do you have a really good CPA? How do you have really good margins on your products? And what he said was that they partnered with a factory in China and gave them percent of their equity so that they could give them cheaper prices than their competitors. Oh, wow, that's really smart. That means competitors now can't compete on price because they have cheaper costs no matter what because now the factory they work with are interested in them doing well. You never hear about that or someone never writes about it. But what they'll write is like, hey, look, our CPA is 20. And then you might have a contact lens brand. Hey, agency, you should be getting a 22. Maybe not, right? Behind the scenes, something you might not know. LTV, the long game, those are very real things. The person willing to pay more to acquire a customer wins. It's whatever you can afford in your business, what you're comfortable doing. Don't take any of these benchmark metrics you see on the internet or from people trying to sell you something. A lot of businesses or founders or owners look at these metrics they read online. They think that they should be getting those too, but they're actually not doing the work required to get those numbers. Oh, like this guy's getting it. I deserve to be getting it. You're not realizing behind the scenes the founders of those companies are probably working hard or trying to figure out the numbers, actually hiring copywriters, actually hiring people to get their stuff up, actually doing conversion optimization audits, actually doing conversion rate optimization of their website. A lot of it has to do with the business or founder's mentality to really get those numbers up. This kind of goes off the topic of when to turn off an ad. By the way, if you've listened to our podcast more than two episodes, that's, that's the expectation. Whatever the topic is, 
going to go off topic. If you try to start a soap company, you're not going to get Dr. Squatch results. All these very competitive industries, you shouldn't expect to get the same results as someone who's doing really well because it's not all uh, black and white. There's a lot that goes into it. Any baseline metrics you hear or industry standard metrics, I always cringe when maybe an old client or even just a colleague, they send you some list. I think WordStream has it, the average cost per click per industry, average CTR per industry, seven years old or something. CPMs were like four cents. And then they ask you that in 2019 or 2020 and are saying, hey, why aren't we getting this cost per click? That is important because you're probably Googling, hey, what's a good cost per click for this ad? What's a good CTR? Don't listen to the people online. You can ask in Facebook groups, maybe, but it ultimately, whatever it is, it should always just be improving. Facebook tells you the data directly. You just need to put the budget in there. For like $100 or $200, you will easily know what your click-through rate or ROAS of your business will be. Of course, you can always improve it. That's where you get a good bench line number versus reading stuff online. And it's like anything, seeing is believing. Someone can tell you it tastes good, but once you actually taste it, you're like, oh yeah, it's actually good or not. I love reading about food and how it might be made, prepared, but then when I taste it, I'm like, oh, this actually isn't good. And I would be like, yeah, this is good. I'm like, all right. I have some people seeing is believing, so sometimes don't get analysis paralysis by reading all this stuff online. Just actually see the numbers and make adjustments from there. My opinion on how you should kill an ad, in case you guys want to know, but really the way I think about it, maybe want to do like three to four times that CPA of what you're used to. This number could be either through testing that you've done before. So like Eric, for example, you say 250. I would run that ad or ad set for at least 750 because historically, you know, that's kind of what it should be. But let's say you don't want to spend 750. You can use the other metrics such as at cards, industry checkouts to guide you and say, okay, I spent 300. Maybe we didn't get a sell yet, but I'm seeing some traction. Okay, it's worth spending a little bit more. But let's say you spend 300, 400, you're not getting any at the cards and the checkouts or payments, then it might be worth killing. It's a little bit of intuition plus a little bit of like, this is kind of what I've seen historically before. If you now have never had a sale or purchase, then you should be spending a little bit more because you need to figure out what is going to be a CPA that is actually going to be that someone's going to pay to buy your product. That's why in the beginning we tell brands, clients work with, expect to lose money, but losing money is the wrong way to think about it. If you're buying data, you're trying to figure out what's going to work, what is that CPA? And then remember, because CPA is based on a bunch of things, it's not just based on Facebook, it's based on your landing page, it's based on your product page, it's based on your product images. A lot of founders, other people don't realize Facebook has just one component, but there's so many other components to actually getting a good CPA. A landing page, we realized we've been testing landing pages a lot, and a good landing page could really lower your CPA. A question you should ask yourself once you do turn off an ad is why is it bad? It sounds so simple, but a lot of media buyers fail to do that. I might be guilty of failing to do that sometimes. You know, you turn off an ad, why is it bad? Why is it different from everything else that's happening? If nothing is working, how is it similar to everything else that is also failing? Whether it's just the ad copy, the angle, are you addressing the objections that people have to buying or those addressed in your landing page? Look at the click-through rate. Look at the whole funnel. If the click-through rate is above average, but no one's really hitting add to cart or the conversion rate is low, maybe look further down the funnel at the landing page, the checkout sequence. Make sure the messaging in your ad matches what you want them to do. Know your delayed attribution. So we have 60% delayed attribution. Delayed attribution, for those who don't know, is if you're looking at an ad today, someone might click it now, but they might not purchase until up to 28 days. They purchase between 
tomorrow and 28 days from now, Facebook will retroactively attribute that conversion to today. Today is September 25th. So if I look in 28 days, a lot of times we see that for high average order value brands where there's higher risk involved because people aren't willing to purchase upfront. The way to measure that is we have a certain column set up. If you ask about it, we can show it to you. Maybe we'll post it in a group. You can just look at the different attribution windows. Look like 180 days back, maybe in your date range. Look at the one day click versus the 28 day click. CPAs do a percent change formula. Okay, the one day click, CPA decreases by 60%, let's say, from the one day click to the 28 day click. That's a very extreme, sometimes like 15, 20%, 25%. In my case, it's actually 60% huge. I have to be very careful when I'm turning things off. By the way, what that means is basically if something's a $400 CPA, 28 days, the historical precedent is that it's gonna be like a $200 CPA. I think I'm doing the math right, but maybe a little lower than that, but basically it improves a lot. So I've had situations where I've seen an ad, okay, it's $528 CPA. So should I turn it off? I'm like, okay, I know we have serious delayed attribution. Maybe I'll let it run. Retargeting on it is really, really low CPA. So the blended CPA is still profitable. I'll let it run a little more. I know my delayed attribution. And sure enough, 28 days later, it's in the 300s. It's doing really well. When I look back at the date range, that's really good. Another way to look at it is you probably say when a new month happens, you look at the last month view, it's a certain number. Let's say it's a $209 total CPA. Okay, that was a good month. Then two months later, look at that month manually. I think it was August 1 to August 31. Wow, it's now a $150 CPA. What happened? It was $209 in September. That's delayed attribution kicking in. Things like that you want to be mindful of. Just know your delayed attribution metrics when you are considering turning off an ad. Especially when you have high ticket products, kind of where you see that happening more, or you just have something that costs a lot to be expensive. Kind of all we have really today to say about when to kill an ad, how to think about it. Know your metrics. I think that's the most important part. It could be very different than something you see online. And then a core thing is just Build intuition yourself about what it should be and how you should be thinking about it. Because once you sort of build that intuition, it really makes you more powerful when you're testing creatives and testing ads. Eric, anything else? Pretty much it. If you have any questions, you can email us. I think Kevin at voidmedia.com or Eric at voidmedia.com. Maybe we could send you a few screenshots of examples. If you have a question, you can screenshot it and show an example in our Facebook group, Facebook Ads Explosive Growth members there a lot of questions a lot of comments and we post a lot of training videos there as well a lot of our media buyers just look at that and say hey should i turn this ad off or no we're also hiring so just reach out to Kevin that boy media and then again just check out our website if you're interested in seeing what we're doing we're posting a lot of new case studies a lot of stuff there thanks again for listening like subscribe on itunes and give us a thumbs up on youtube appreciate everybody that reaches out to us we actually get a lot of comments and emails so cool thanks guys this week's episode of Digital Marketing Fastlane was brought to you by the performance marketing experts at Voy Media. Join us again next time as we'll be bringing you more tips, techniques, and know-how to make your online business the very best that it can be. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, we'd love to hear them on Twitter at Voy Media. Thank you.